And so my message this morning is kind of inspired by our trip. And not inspired in the sense of, you know, necessarily the idea of going on a missions trip. It's the idea of us and them. And I'm going to talk this morning about removing the labels. Removing the labels. Because many times we put labels on people without ever even getting a chance to know them, without ever getting a chance to talk with them. We see a picture and we put a label on it and we say, that's it. And we just, we don't move any further than that. And, and we got to experience some of that on our mission trip. That's part of what happens is you go and you're serving and if you're not careful, you may see something and you go, oh, that's, that's dirty, that's ugly. I don't know that I want anything to do with that. What did Jesus teach us? He taught us that if we're going to truly reach those who are in darkness, we have to go into the darkness. If we're going to really help those who need helping, sometimes it gets a little bit messy and a little bit dirty. So we're going to be talking about that idea this morning of us and them. Right? And, and so our ministry there is we went up there and we were off. We, were, we didn't do a lot of face-to-face uh, -face ministry with the homeless people of Alaska, but most of what we did was we partnered with organizations and charities who themselves minister to the homeless. So we did a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. We did a lot of preparing things so that they could then go out and minister. We did have a few opportunities where some people were part of um, the food drive and different things like that, and so they got to hand out boxes of food to people that came through, or people came in for meal times, and they got to help minister and, and do that. But right, sometimes we think of that idea of someone who's homeless, and we just go, ah, I don't know that I want to touch that. I don't, I don't know that I want to step out and, and minister to that. And so I've got a picture for you if you go to the next one here. What comes to your mind, and, and, and you may not be able to see, but what comes to your mind when you see a group or an individual who's homeless? I'm not asking you to say that, but what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Right? Oftentimes, it's not a very positive response. It's not a very positive thought that comes into our mind. Maybe we think things like, well, they're there because of the poor choices they've made in their life. They're there because they weren't uh, smart enough to do anything else. They're there because they weren't fortunate enough to have enough money to do anything. Right? Sometimes we begin to think of these things in our head of how could a person end up in that situation? Without ever saying, I would like to have a conversation and figure out how they got to where they are today. And I'm not going to go too in-depth in some of that right now, but what I want you to do is I do want everyone to close our eyes now. We're going to do just a real quick kind of a, a, a exercise. So if everyone will close their eyes really quick. Not looking up at the screen. Angie, if you want to put that next picture up, remember you're not looking, you got your eyes closed. I want you to describe for me the picture that you see without opening your eyes. You can't do it, right? You can't describe it because you can't see it. And so we can't put a label on something that we can't see. Because we can't describe it. And so this is just a funny picture from our trip. And it's goofy and whatever. And it's my dad. He found this, this like fur coat pullover thing at the thrift store we were working at. And stuff. But it's, even you'd see a picture like that and you'd go, what's up with that person? 
right? What, what's going on? We kind of laugh. We're like, if John the Baptist was around today, that's kind of part of what his outfit would look like. Right? John the Baptist was a little different. And I think he's someone that if he walked into the room with us today, we would probably quite easily put a label on him, push him to the side and say, I don't want anything to do with that guy. Right? So this morning, that's what we're going to be talking about is this idea of us and them and, and removing the labels. And some of us, maybe it's not that big of a problem, but I do want to challenge you. I believe every single one of us put labels on certain people, certain groups, certain individuals. And we never give them the time or the space or ability to really explain themselves and share themselves and, and, and try to really just share Christ with them. But too often we look at people with their eyes and not with their hearts. And the answer to the question then is lost because we don't know who they are. We don't know what their situation. We lose our ability to minister to them because we've already placed a label on In our society, in our culture, and even many times in the churches, excuse me, around our country and around our nation, we begin to lose sight of humanity. We begin to lose sight of humanity. We have lost sight of the thing that matters the most. We're great at putting labels on people. We're great at categorizing them. We're really great at making assumptions about people whether good or bad or anything in between. Many times we judge people and we place them in a certain spot with our eyes before we ever even think of what really matters, which is that person's story. It's their life. It's who they are that matters. So I want to challenge you with this thought. We've become more of an us and them society, and we should be an us and then society. Right? Not an us and them, two separate groups, but an us as in humanity, as in God's creation, and then. Then we see each other as one, as we see each other as God's creation, we can then move forward with Christ. We can then move forward and have the ability and the open door to continue to minister to them. If we simply look at someone as an us and them, we've lost our ability to reach them. We've lost our ability to share the love of Christ with them. But when we see everyone as God's creation, as us, then God can move through us. Then God can minister. Then God can bring life into situations that are lifeless. So what does this mean for us today here in Chisholm in 2020? I'm glad you asked. I was going to answer that question for you. Instead of us immediately putting a label on someone or a group of people, the only things that should be running through our mind are these two thoughts or these two questions. So this morning, this is what we're going to think through. This is going to be the lens that we're going to use to say, are we an us and them or an us and them kind of church, kind of body of Christ? So the two things we should be thinking of. Number one, are they lost? Do they have a relationship with Christ or not? And number two, how can I be a good witness to them? Right? So we have to, we have to say, are these people lost? They have a relationship with Christ or not? And that's not a labeling in a bad way. It's just saying you're, you're assessing the situation. Then you're saying, how can I be a good witness of Christ to them? Right? How can I keep these labels? How can I keep these barriers from stopping, you know, not stopping me from ministering to them? Over and over again, as we read throughout Scripture, you see these two questions or these kind of these two philosophies, these, these two ways of, of thinking come up. Are they lost? And how can I be a good witness of Christ to them? How can I be a beacon of hope? How can I be light and darkness? 
Let's look at what being lost is. Sometimes we hear that term and yeah, we understand it means that someone doesn't have a relationship with Christ, but what does it truly mean? What does it truly look like? Someone who is lost is anyone who does not know Christ, does not know God, and has not accepted the free gift of salvation that came through Jesus' death and resurrection. Those who have not received forgiveness for their sins. You can make an argument that all those things are exactly right. We can stop there. But I think we'd be missing something as well. Lostness is much more than just that. It goes deeper than that. Lostness goes deeper than just knowing God and who He is and, and, and accepting Jesus and who He is and accepting His forgiveness. The deeper thing that we need to look at this is when someone is lost, we know where their eternity lies. When someone is lost, when someone doesn't have that relationship, when someone hasn't accepted that free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, they end up in hell. Something we don't like to always talk about a lot today. We kind of try to avoid this whole, oh, people go to hell. It's, It's a real thing. And we can't avoid it. And that's why, that's why I believe it, it compels us to minister. It compels us to reach out when we say, if God has placed them on my heart and I don't reach out to them, who will? And if nobody does, more than likely, unless some miraculous thing takes place in their life and, and God reveals himself to them personally, and he can, that person is going to end up in hell. And that's a responsibility. That is something that you and I as believers in Christ have the responsibility to take the gospel message out into all the world. To reach out to those who are lost. That is why we must start breaking down the labels. It's why we must break down the walls that we place in between ourselves and others. It's why we need to start breaking down our fears. Because many times that's why we put up labels. We're afraid of what we think that person is. We're afraid of what we think they represent. And we don't even know them. But we put up these labels and say, no thank you. No thank you. Romans 3.23, a verse that many of us know, what does it say? It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Right? Not one of us, not one of us is exempt from sin. Not only were we, we born into a world full of sin, but each of us struggle with sin in our lives in different ways. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And if you look at the whole context of Romans chapter 3, that's what, what they're talking about in there. It's this idea that none of us is righteous enough to have salvation on our own. It only came through Christ and His death and His resurrection and faith in Him that you and I can receive salvation. That we can receive redemption. That we can, we can receive wholeness in our lives through a relationship with Him. So I want to focus on that second word. What does it say? For some, for a few, it says for all. All have fallen short. All have sinned. And because of that, we are sentenced to an everlasting death in a real place called hell. If we don't come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. God doesn't classify people. God doesn't label people. He doesn't categorize them. He doesn't say, 
oh, you're homeless, you go in this group, you know, and, and you're affluent, and this language, you go over here. He doesn't categorize us. He doesn't label us. He doesn't separate us into groups like that. We're all in the same boat. When we're born, we're all headed the same direction, and that's towards hell. But we have Christ, and that is the great news of the hope of the gospel. The fact is that you and I, through Jesus' death and resurrection, have the, the opportunity to come face to face with Him through our relationship with Him. He either leads, you know, God helps us and He directs us and guides us, and you and I then get to make the choice. Do we want to enter into a relationship with Him and live our life for Him? And it changes the course of our life, and we head into heaven. Or we choose to remain in sin, we choose to remain on the path that each and every one of us are born into. And we end up in hell. And I, I know this morning this sounds kind of scary. It sounds kind of grim. And it should wake us up. It should shake us up a little bit. Say, you know what? I have to understand that there's only two, there's only two places we go in this life. We either go to heaven to be with him. Or we end up in hell where we're eternally separated from him. Those are the two options that we have in our lives. It should change our perspective. And it should help us to stop going, I'm putting a label on that person and that person and that person. Why? Because Christ did not call us to put labels on people. He called us to be concerned with whether they have a relationship with him or not. That's what Christ calls us to. He calls us to reach out to be the witness, to be a reflection of him to the world around us. We need to be concerned not with their outward appearance, not with our, maybe our first thought or our, our first uh, perception of them, but thinking through, are they lost? And if so, how can I be a witness of Christ to them? Remove the labels. It shouldn't matter if a person is rich or poor, intelligent or not, athletic or not. Who cares how someone smells, talks, acts, or even looks like? We need to be more concerned with their eternity than what we think of them or what others may think of them. We need to say, you know what? Someone needs to reach out to them. Someone needs to share the good news of the gospel with them. And if God is encouraging or leading you to, we need to be obedient. We need to follow his leading and minister to them. Because of that, uh, Christians, many brothers and sisters in Christ, we've all been charged with the same task. Which is, as I said, one, we recognize who, if they are lost, and two, how do we be a good witness? So that's the second thing. How do we be a good witness, or how can I be a good witness? A couple things, right? In the book of Acts, Jesus, before he ascends back into heaven, he leaves us with Acts 1, verse 8. But he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Right? He didn't leave us alone. He didn't leave us within our own power to be a witness and a gospel to those around us. He sent the Holy Spirit to empower and equip and enable us to do the work of the ministry so that we may reach the lost without labels. And then in Matthew 28, we find a great commission where he says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It says that we are to go out and spread the good news of the gospel. 
And as people commit themselves, as they surrender themselves to Christ, it says that we're to follow that up with baptism. It's a public sign and confession of our faith in Jesus Christ. But how, how do we be a good witness? We allow the Holy Spirit to work in through us. And we go out with the good news of the gospel to all nations. Again, we see this word all. It doesn't say America. It doesn't say Canada. It says all nations. All people. Everyone is included in this. Salvation is available to anyone who hears and receives the good news of the gospel. So why do we struggle with labels? Why do we have such a difficult time putting labels on people and pushing them off to the side? It's natural for us as humans. It's one way we can process things. And it's an easy way for us to naturally just say, oh, that person goes over here, this person goes over here. But when we do that, without even knowing who somebody is, without knowing their story, without understanding how they got into the situations, we're totally missing out on the opportunity to be life and to minister and share the love of Christ with them. So we're called to carry these things out. We're called to have the Holy Spirit lead us. We're called to be witnesses to all nations. But let's be honest with ourselves. What are you and I doing to impact the lost? I ask that as a, as a pastor, what am I doing as I lead this church to help us to reach the lost of Chisholm in the Iron Range and, and, and those that God brings us across the path? What are we doing to make an impact on the kingdom through our witness? These are some tough questions if we're honest, if we're really evaluating ourselves. When is the last time that you, you stepped out of your comfort zone, you stepped out of your bubble and, and, and found someone that you know what maybe has, is totally opposite from you, but God kind of placed them on your heart and you stepped out and you just witnessed to them. You shared the love of Christ with them. You reached out to him and said, hey, is there anything I can do to help? Is there any way that I can, I can just love on you? Right? What, what are we doing to impact lostness? And what are we doing to impact the kingdom through our witness of who he is? So the question is, what does your witness look like? What does your life look like? What does the way you're carrying yourself look like? We have to ask ourselves that question not once, not twice. But every day or even multiple times in the day, we have to ask ourselves that question. Am I being a good witness of Christ to those around me? When you see somebody that you don't want to talk to or someone you want to kind of avoid, what do we tend to do? We kind of, we hide. We kind of, you know, that's kind of one of the things about these face coverings or masking, right? You can, you can pretty easily sneak in and out of a store pretty, without really being seen. Right? It's easy because it's, if, you don't, if you're not really looking, sometimes it's easy to walk right by somebody and I realize to be like, oh, it's just another masked person walking down the hall, down the aisle at the store. And I think many times we do that in our lives, the same thing, but it's not a mask, it's a label we placed on someone. And we say, oh, that, I label this person that way, and we just walk right by them. Or we, we avoid them, we, we go on the next aisle of the store to use an analogy. We find another way to go around the situation so we can avoid dealing with that person. We put a label on them and we just, we just ignore the situation. We just walk by it without thinking twice about it. The church, you and I, the body of Christ, I think many times 
I'm not necessarily always specifically talking about ours. I'm just talking to the church in general, but there are times when we've probably fallen victim to this too. We've become more like a country club than we do a hospital for the hurting and broken. We've become more like a country club than we do a hospital for the broken and hurting in the world around us. Why do we meet? Why do we gather together? Why do we fellowship? To be encouraged, to lift each other up, to, to praise the Lord together. But we meet here together so that God empowers us so that we can go out and we can reach and minister to the world around us. To minister to those who are not here with us, who are not watching online, but need to receive the hope that's found through relationship with Jesus Christ. We should be seeking to help people rather than beat them up, or rather than say, no, this is your label, you go over here. We should be looking to impact everyone rather than judge them. Impact them rather than judge them. We should be lifting each other up rather than just worrying about ourselves and our own personal needs. We as a church in many ways can become just as ruthless as the rest of the world through our words and actions towards others if we just continue to label people. If we just label people and shuffle them off into different categories, how are we any different than the rest of the world? What separates us? What makes us stick out or distinguish from the rest of the world if we are not sharing the love of Christ with those we come into contact with? If we are not making an impact on the lostness in our community and the people God has brought around us, we need to lift each other up. We need to be careful of our words and our actions and that we are a witness of Christ and not a hindrance to the advancement of the gospel. Because when we start placing labels on people and we start just assuming something about someone, we're no longer a place that's helping. We're a place that's hurting the kingdom of God. We're a place that is, is, is making people feel as though they are not welcomed into the family of God. This, this type of attitude, it should disgust us. It should make us sick to think that, you know what? There are people in groups and churches that that's the way they think, that's the way they function, that's the way they minister. But what are we doing as a church? How are we making an impact? How are we reaching out to the world around us? If we are honest, how many of us have thought this? more than we should ever like to admit, right? Sometimes we think, well, uh, I don't know, the church is kind of here for me. The church is here to help with my needs. And, 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 or, you know, it, the church is for certain people, but not everybody. And I think at times in our walk, many of us, those, those thoughts, those questions creep into our mind. But we need to take captive of them and throw them out. Here's the bottom line. I believe that as a church, as Christians, as the body of Christ, we need to start doing a better job at removing the labels we put on people. We need to do a better job. We've been set apart to do a mighty work as a church, it tells us in Scripture. We've been set apart to, to glorify God and to be a witness of His to the world around us. So we need to do a better job of that. We've been called to love all people. Not some people, not a few people, not those who are just like you and I. We've been called to love all people. Remove the labels. We've been called to not neglect one another. And here's the reality of this too. 
Many of this, it's a spiritual war. It's something that takes place in our mind right here. We see someone and we label them. We see someone and we put them in a classification. But here's the thing. Each and every one of us has a mission. Each and every one of us has people that God is calling us to minister to. I talk about this often here and we talked about it throughout our trip this week. There's a sphere of influence that you have in your life where God is calling you to minister to those in your sphere. And, and that's, that's, that's not a, a hope, it's a job, it's a responsibility that we have as believers to minister to those that God has placed around us. But there's also times in where God asks us to step outside of that comfort zone, step outside of that sphere of influence that we have. And say, you know what, even though you and I may have nothing in common, I see that you're in a situation where you could use hope, where you could use life, where you could use someone to come in and share with you the good news of the gospel. And I want to come and I want to share with you. I want to minister into your situation. And that doesn't always mean coming up to someone and just pouring out your whole testimony. It means coming alongside them and helping them with whatever they're working through. Maybe it's someone who, who's less fortunate and doesn't have a whole lot. We come alongside them and say, is there anything I can get for you? Is there any way I can help take care of a certain situation. Uh, maybe it's someone who's looking for somewhere to live and you're going, I'd like to help you figure out how we can find somewhere for you to stay. Right? We just help people in that process. We come alongside them and we meet them right where they are. We don't say, no, you've got a label and you're not to this point yet. I can't minister to you. That's not how it works. That's not the model Jesus taught us. He taught us to meet people right where they are and share the good news of the gospel and minister to them and be with them. No one is exempt from this calling. We all have a mission to reach those around us. It's not just up to the adults in the church either, right? We have some students that are sitting here. I want to say, God is calling you to reach your peers, to reach the students in your class and the students in your school. God is calling us to reach the people of our community, the people in your neighborhood. Maybe they're different than you, but it doesn't matter. God is calling us to reach out to them, to be a witness to them. We need to drop the labels. We need to drop the us and them mentality, the us and them philosophy, and realize it's a us, everybody in the whole world, and a them as we let Christ work in and through us. This us and them mentality, it doesn't work. We need to, we need to see unity. We need to reach out. We need to unite and minister to those around us. If we're willing to take on the us and them mentality, the us and them philosophy, instead, we're going to see more and more people come through to believe who Jesus is. Because they say, oh, you've accepted me. You haven't said, oh, I'm here and you're over there. Here, you shout the gospel. No, you come up right next to them. And you join shoulder and shoulder with them. And through your witness, through the way you carry yourself, they experience the love of Christ. And that is how people are going to many times come into relationship with Jesus. They will come to know and understand and accept his love. To accept his grace. To accept his forgiveness. Why? Because they've, they've experienced that through the relationship you have with them. They've experienced love. They've experienced grace. Maybe if there's something done, they've experienced Forgiveness for the different things that have taken place. 
This week as we were out ministering and even within our group, there were many of us. Every, every night we would meet back together as a team and do highs and lows from the day and different things like that. But there were even, you know, within our trip, there were some of us who go, you know what? The thing that I'm taking away more than anything from this whole trip is that I now understand the love of Christ in a different way. I understand the grace of God in a different way. I understand what it means to have a, people, a group of people who love me, who support me, who encourage me, who are going to hold me accountable in my life and my walk with Christ. Because until we've really experienced those things, until we really understand those things, it's hard for us to go and share those with somebody else. But we need to remove the labels. And I believe if we adopt these two questions, it'll help us to change our perspective from the us and them to an us and then attitude. First, are they lost? And second, how can I be a good witness? Right? Are they lost? How can we be a good witness? Bethany, you come up on the keyboard. As we just kind of wrap up our time this morning, I just want to have a time of kind of reflection. A time of just thinking and pondering as we allow God to continue to speak to us this morning. So here's what I want you to do as, as she begins to play and we just take a little bit of time, but ask yourself this question. Or I should say, ask God to place someone in your life this week that you can make an impact on. But I want to challenge you though. If you're going to ask God to do that, be ready because you will. And it may be someone you've placed a label on before. And God's given you the opportunity to rip that label off and not see them for what you have assumed they were or what you believed they were, but you would see them for who they are as a son and daughter of Christ. That you would see them as someone who, you know what, if nobody ministers to them, if they don't have an opportunity to receive Christ, I know what eternity holds for them in that separation from God. But it, it's been, as we went through the Fruit of the Spirit series this summer, you know, and I'd be praying, you know, God, help me to work on self-control. Help me to work on whatever. It was often like that night or that day, it was all of a sudden God would place something in front of me that was just directly related to that issue. And sometimes I did a really good job and said, God, thank you for that opportunity. Thank you for helping me to to handle that situation better. And sometimes, you know what? I just flat out failed like I have in the past. But this morning, as you pray, you seek God for somebody. And I would say, I wouldn't even put a name on it. Just say, God, place somebody in my life. But be ready, because like I said, He will. Be ready to receive that leading from the Holy Spirit to say, okay, I know this is a person. Maybe it's multiple people God places in your path that he's calling you to minister to. Maybe God's already placed someone on your heart or in your mind. I want to encourage you to write the name down, put it in your phone, whatever you may need to do. Pray for that person. Reach out to that person. And if you've placed a label on them in the past, I want to encourage you, rip off that label. And ask them, you know, just because the example is easy with homelessness, which 
you know, it's something we have around here. We deal with it, or transient homelessness where people bounce from one place to another and in difficult situations. But we can't just assume that it's their fault that they ended up in that situation. Many times it's the circumstances of life that are beyond their control that have landed them in the situation that they find themselves in. They're not simply choosing to, but unfortunately this is where they've found themselves. But if we never have a conversation, if we just always assume, oh, it was poor financial decisions, oh, it's, it's drug and alcohol abuse that landed them in the situation, and we just push them off to the side and go, no, that's where they're at, that was their choice, they can stay there. Rip off the label and say it's not an us and them, it's an us, everybody, them included. And then let Jesus and the Holy Spirit work in that situation. But if we keep those labels up, if we just keep classifying people, if we just keep hurting people like cats into one group or another, we're never going to be effective in truly reaching Chisholm and the Iron Range and the people that God is calling you and I to minister to. It, it, we, we won't be effective. It doesn't mean we won't reach a few here and there. But we're not going to have the impact that God is wanting and desiring and calling us to. Maybe you're sitting here this morning or you're listening online and you're going, that sounds great, but I don't even have a relationship with Jesus yet. Right? Maybe, maybe you're in that you're in that place where you're going, you know, I'm lost. I'm still living in sin. I haven't accepted his forgiveness. I haven't accepted that free gift of salvation. I want to give you that opportunity this morning because above anything else, that's our desire. That's our heart that you have come to know Christ. You have come to understand who you are as a reconciled and redeemed son and daughter, prince and princess of the living Lord. Because without that, nothing else Without that, we're on a one-way street to hell. But with Christ and what he did upon the cross, we can receive that salvation and take that 180 in our life and head on the path towards heaven as God leads us and directs us. So what I'm going to do this morning is real quick, I just want everyone to just again close their eyes. Nobody looking around. You're watching online. If you're with a group of people, I'd ask you the same thing. This isn't about anybody else. This is about you right now in your current situation it's where your life is at so this morning if, if you're saying you know what I'm ready to receive Christ I'm ready to accept that free gift of salvation I'm ready to receive the grace and mercy that's been poured out upon me through Jesus I simply want you to just put your hand in the air and you can put it right back down as I said there's no greater thing any person could do in this life than give their life to Christ. And so if you've accepted Christ in the past, or maybe today's the first time, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus Christ to this earth to be the perfect sacrifice to pay for my sins I receive the free gift of salvation I give my life to you from this day forward in Jesus name Amen Amen
Hallelujah. And then as we, we've come into a relationship with Christ, for those of us who are, then that second question is, am I being a good witness? Evaluate it. What is my life reflecting? When people see me, do they see Christ? Or do they see someone who just likes to stick labels on everybody else? What do people see? They see someone who, who does their very best to display the unconditional love of God, who does their very best to extend grace and mercy and forgiveness to those around them. That's a challenge for each and every one of us. So I want to pray for each of us now as we, we come to our close this morning. Father, I pray that no matter what we walked in here with today, God, no matter what our mindset may have been, no matter what our, our, our attitude is towards your creation, towards people, I pray this morning that we would have been challenged to be people who no longer place labels on one another, but who remove those labels and, and truly seek out people for who they are. Not maybe their circumstances, not their situation, but who they are as someone who's been created in your image. Someone who you sent your son to the cross to die for and rose from the dead three days later so that you and I can receive the gift of salvation. So that you and I can walk in grace and mercy and, 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 and be led by him to be turn from a direction that we're heading to hell and now know that we're going to heaven through our relationship with Christ. So Father, I pray you would place those people, that person in our life this week, that you know what, maybe we would never minister to them regularly. Maybe we would write them off. Maybe if we were going through a store, we would pull one of those moves where we see them and we go to the next aisle to avoid them. God, may we no longer be people who are avoiding those who you place in our path, but rather saying, okay, here they are. Are they lost? If they are, Holy Spirit, help me to be a witness to them. Holy Spirit, give me the words to say. Give me the ability to just show them love like I've just, that I've experienced from you that I want them to experience, that unconditional love of Christ. God, I pray that as a church, we would be a church that's making an impact on the lostness around us in this community and around the world. I pray that you would help each and every one of us not have an us and them mentality, but an us and them mentality. That we're all yours, we're all your sons, we're all your daughters, we're all created in your image. And that as we understand that, as we believe that, as we walk with that mindset, then we see you do the mighty and the miraculous in life. We see you restore hope. We see you bind up, uh, you know, addiction and, and, and the chains that are in our lives. We see you deliver and bring, break the shackles that are in our lives. So, Father, I just thank you this morning for this word that you have given to us as a body of believers. That we would understand that there's an urgency. That there, we, we can't just be complacent. We can't just sit back and go, oh, someday I'll share the good news. God, give us that zeal. Give us that passion. Give us that desire to reach out to the, all those around us that you've called us to. All. Not some. Not a certain group. But God, you died for all people. And may we have that same philosophy. May we have that same mindset in the way that we minister, in the way that we live our lives, in the way that we reflect who you are. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for these opportunities that are going to come across our path, even 
maybe some of us, as soon as we walk out these doors and head to lunch or wherever we may go or throughout this week, we thank you for the people that you're going to place before us. And we will have an opportunity to say, you know what, I'm seeing them different than I have before. Because I've removed the label. I've removed the label and I see them as one who needs to hear the gospel, as one who, who needs to receive love, as one who could use hope in the message of the gospel. We thank you for that now, Lord. Father, as we go, continue to just empower, equip, and enable us through your work of the Holy Spirit to do the work of the ministry, to reach the lost all around us. God, I pray you help us to be the hands and feet of Jesus to Chisholm, the iron range around the world. We love you, we praise you, we worship you, and we do it. And we give ourselves to you now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.